0: Hi, my name is Sharon and this is Messy Motherhood. So today's topic is going to be a continuation of part of last week. Um, When my husband and I discussed prayer with one another, I referenced where in Ephesians, wives are supposed to submit to their husbands. And I don't know if any of you are like me, but when I read that word, I was very, off by it um when I thought of submission I thought of not having a role in my own life I thought of it as my husband was going to take over he was going to make all of the decisions and I just had to go along with it and for someone who's independent and likes to run their own life that wasn't working for me So, I spent a lot of time talking to women who have been married longer than I have, um, reading through my Bible, and finding out what exactly God meant marriage to be. So, to kind of find that out, we had to go all the way back to Genesis, to the creation of man. So, we all know that Adam was created first, and Eve was created because Adam needed to help me. He was lonely. So God created women. And at that point, Eve was, I feel like Adam's best friend, his confidant, his other half, of course. Um, So she was meant to walk with him through the garden. Then the fall of man happened. And as part of the consequence, God gave man dominion over wife, which meant that we were going to want our husbands and our husbands were going to rule over us according to Genesis. That was off-putting because I was like, oh, so it's a punishment (laughs) that our husbands are put in a position of leadership above his wife so after reading Genesis I feel like I didn't have any more of a clear understanding than I did before so I really went back to Ephesians and read where it says Ephesians five twenty two, wives submit to your own husbands as to the Lord but when you continue that For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body and is himself its savior. Now the church submits to Christ, so as also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. Okay. So looking at that, you're kind of cringing. You're going, okay, so everything. What is everything? Is that every decision? Is that... When he tells me to jump I have to ask how high? If you think about it, it can be a worrying thing almost because that gives total control to a person over someone else. And that's kind of scary. But then if you go on, Ephesians 5.25 says, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her Wives are supposed to submit to their husbands. But God is telling men how to lead. Now, Christ and the church, he rebuked them when they were wrong. But he loved them. He died for our sins. He loved everything he did, he did in love. So, that means our husbands are called to act in love towards us. That made me feel a little bit better. I can honestly say that anytime I heard that verse thrown around to wives of wives submit to your own husbands as to the Lord, I kind of would suggest to men to keep reading because It's not ruling over a person as ha ha, I'm in charge, you have to do everything I say. It is loving your spouse enough that you want to guide them and you want what's best for them, but you're not trying to break them. So. Again, continuing through Ephesians. um, Ephesians 31, therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is profound, and I am saying that it refers to Christ and the church. However, let each one of you love his wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. Men are called to love their wives as they love themselves that means treating them the way they would want to be treated I think the verse that stands out to me so much is for no one ever hated his own flesh but nourishes it and cherishes it it takes a lot of self-hatred to put your yourself last, to purposely deny yourself care, comfort, um, nourishment. It, it takes a lot of dislike. So if you can't do that to yourself, how can you do it to someone else? So When I look at the word submit as a wife, I think of it more as I am designed to be my husband's helpmate. I am supposed to come alongside him and help him reach his potential as he is helping me. Now, I don't feel as if I don't have a voice in my marriage um, my husband and I talk a lot about finances the children um, we make all of our decisions together now if it is a decision that I don't know very much about if it's an aspect of life that I'm not as familiar with as my husband I will defer to him because he has a deeper understanding. If there's a decision that needs to be made that's pretty big and he wants to sit and pray about it, we sit and pray about it. But my husband also will not go and make big decisions without me because that's unfair. That's a decision that would affect our family or affect us he does not make a loan because that's not showing respect for me it's not showing concern for me at times if he's making a decision that benefits himself more than it would benefit me that's selfishness and christ was not selfish when it came to the church So my husband tries not to be selfish when it comes to me. Now, on my side of things, I do my best to give him respect, to honor him as my husband, to not fight with him in public, to not disagree with him in front of others. I believe that those are things that out of reverence and respect for my husband should be talked about behind closed doors because men and women are very different. Men want to feel respected. They want to feel as if they have the respect of their wife, the respect of their children. They want to know that. They hold an important position to us. Women, yes, we want the respect of our spouses. But our inclination is more, we want to be loved. We want to be cherished. We are the church. We want to be loved by Christ. And our husbands want to be respected. They want to be loved, but that's more of a secondary where respect is a primary and love is a primary more and respect is kind of a secondary for us, it seems. Please, least that's my understanding. If any of you have any other ideas, I am so thrilled to hear them because I would love to hear other perspectives on this. But for a young Christian who has only been married almost four years, this is just kind of what I'm getting from the Bible and reading deeper. From people who understand this topic way beyond what I can. So, if you have different ideas, please let me know. I feel that when we look at the word um, submit, we should find another word that can replace it. Because It sounds like an ugly word, but submission in the form of what God called for and submission to what we see as humans can be completely different things. When you're married, a lot of marriage is compromise, it's praying for one another, it's working together to do the right thing and to glorify god you're not always going to be on the same page sometimes one person is going to have different ideas than the other there are going to be bad days there are going to be moments where you're so frustrated with the other person that you can't imagine submitting to them There are going to be times where you want to put your foot down and say, no, this is what I want, right, wrong, or otherwise. This is how I feel. Those are the times when I find that referring back to my Bible has kept me from doing some really ridiculous things. Early in my marriage, I was a runner. What that means is every little thing, I thought that meant every little fight, every little disagreement, I wondered if that meant that we were meant to be together. I would wonder if we were the right fit. I would basically perpetuate this idea in my head that God didn't want us together because we couldn't always agree. We're two different people. My husband and I have very different personalities, but we love each other and we can work through anything. If we put our focus on God, and fight the problem and not each other I would like to say that every day I do the right thing that every day I put away that voice in my head that says okay you're not meant to be with him because you can't agree all the time I will say that voice wins out very very little because I realized we're never going to see eye to eye 100% of the time. But one, we don't attack each other. That does nothing. Two, Satan loves division, and he will do it in your marriage every time. If you give him an inch, he'll take him out. Satan loves to steal, kill, and destroy and he hates marriage because marriage was ordained by God. So sometimes Satan will sneak in, he'll give you doubts, he'll give he'll play on your insecurities. He will weasel his way in any way he can to cause a division. And one of those ways is through finding the word submission ugly. By finding that word ugly and fighting against it, we're fighting against marriage, the way it was ordained. So I try not to get so hung up on a word anymore. I am my husband's helpmate. I'm his other half my role is different than his, doesn't make me any less of a person, doesn't make him any better than me. It just means that we play to our own strengths. For example, I'm great at writing. I'm very organized. I can write a list, keep a calendar, and have everything moving at all times. My husband, on the other hand, terrible at organization. I'm really not sure how his life ran before me sometimes. But he is wonderful at talking to people. He can strike up a conversation with anybody. And he has empathy and can relate to others so well that sometimes I can't. And I guess in marriage, playing to your strengths is the best thing you can do. When we were joined together, when God put us together, He knew that the parts of me that were missing were the parts of Him that were very big strengths. And the parts of him that are missing are parts of me that have very big strengths. Together, we joke that we make one whole human being with one whole brain. But sometimes that's what marriage is. Marriage is forming one body and one mind with your own strengths. And 100% glorifying God. So I guess, in the four years of marriage that we have experienced together, I have gone from, "It's my way or the highway. We're gonna. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to do the opposite of what you tell me just to spite you." To realizing that. Marriage isn't a tug of war. It isn't my way or your way. It isn't let me do exactly the opposite of what you think just to prove a point. It is growing together and growing in love and glorifying God. Because that's what we were put on earth to do. It took me a long time to realize that marriage is more than the surface of, you're the love of my life, I can't live without you. It's the connection of two people who promise to be with one another no matter what. The good, the bad, the ugly, the chaotic, the scary. For those of you who haven't read my blog yet, my husband was in the hospital for a week. um, Right around Mother's Day. And I can honestly say I have never been more terrified than I was in that moment. That entire week, I spent in prayer asking God to make him whole to keep him healthy, to not let me lose him. In that week, I really thought about all of the things that he does that drives me crazy. And I can tell you there's quite a few. He forgets to take the trash out. Sometimes he doesn't clean the kitty litter. He's constantly singing something and it never makes sense, whatever it is. He scares the living daylights out of me by barking, I don't know why, but all of these things that drive me crazy about him, in the grand scheme of it, I would miss if something happened to him. Now I wouldn't exactly like for him to hear this part of the podcast because if he barks at me again I might cry. because. Who does that? Anyway, going off on a tangent here. I think in times of stress, in times of chaos, and in the hard times, when one of us is at risk, we really and truly see what our marriage is made of. Can we get through a health scare? Can we get past financial issues can we move past the loss of a loved one can we take care of each other and honor each other and love each other enough to get through the hard times it is so easy to love when things are going well it's like praising god it's easy to do on the mountain It's so easy when everything is perfect and life is going well to make the decision to love your spouse. Just like it's easy when everything is going well to praise God and to pray to Him. It's when you hit those valleys that you really find out what you're made of. What your marriage is made of. What the two of you are growing together. Just like when you hit the valleys, it's harder to praise God and it's harder to pray and you're hitting your knees and you don't know what's next. The question is, can you get through it together? I think as much as I love the mountains in my marriage, the valleys have taught me so much more than the mountains ever could. And we've had a lot of ups and downs in our marriage. My husband's in the Navy. We have moved two, three times. I've moved three times. Um, Changed jobs, had children. Changed majors, seen new places. Some I've liked, some I haven't. Dealt with new commands, new people. Being away from family all of these things defined parts of our marriage. It shaped and molded us as a couple. It was a trial. But as the Bible says, fire refines gold. You have to be broken to be refined. And in some ways, sometimes your marriage has to be tested. It has to go through fire to be molded. So, when your marriage is going through the fire, when your marriage is in the valley, when you feel like submission is the ugliest word in the world, and you don't know about wanting to follow your spouse and defer to them, what do you do? I can honestly tell you I used to fight it. I used to threaten to run. I used to want to cut my losses and say that, well, maybe you're not right for me. Maybe I'm not right for you. Maybe we're not good enough for each other. But as we worked through it, as we worked towards it and moved past some of the past trauma of my life and the things that may have been frustrating in his, we found common ground. We found a closeness and that's possible for anybody. Putting God at the center of your marriage is one of the best suggestions I ever received. So, my challenge to you is to try putting God at the center of your marriage. Really think about what your valleys and your mountains have looked like. And ask your spouse what your va- his valleys or her valleys and their mountains have looked like too. Compare notes. See what you have learned from each other. Because I can honestly say there are days where I look at my husband and I wonder how we get through all the chaos. The only answer I have is we love each other. We love God. And we're constantly climbing towards that mountain. That's all for this week. Have a great rest of your weekend.